Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. We just witnessed the biggest party of the summer, and AfterBuzz is about to continue that party here, so stick around. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. How's it going, guys? We are here breaking down SummerSlam. It was epic tonight. Loved all the matches. We saw a lot of great stuff. I am sitting here next to George Hermosa, Gabby Loren, and Steve Kaufman. We're all in the building tonight. We are all here ready to talk about SummerSlam. Yeah, and I'm sure you guys are very excited about this because I thought it was a phenomenal event. What were your overall thoughts? Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> I, got, I got my thoughts. Real quick, though, shout out to Denise. I said it was apparently doing some live review that you can watch after you watch this show, obviously. Yeah, I, She's sure. trying to create the Monday Night Wars, apparently. I heard I heard it wasn't actually live. I heard you can watch it tomorrow after you watch okay. this. Perfect. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, I mean, I think it was, it highs its lows. When I thought it was high, I thought it was really high. When I thought it was lows, I thought it was just okay. So we'll, we'll get into it. So maybe not your favorite, but still good nonetheless. First off, I do want to cover the fact that the Roman Empire has just begun, you guys. So what are our thoughts now that Brock Lesnar is potentially out going back to UFC? He's ended his reign. That was, you know, pretty damn long, three years. Uh, and now we have Roman Reigns with the title. We were totally, you know, confused by the fact that Braun Strowman had his money in the bank, came out, and he didn't actually get to utilize his privileges. <laughs> so, George, you want to go first? I mean, I, I, I'm happy. I'm, 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 I am actually am a Roman Reigns fan. I, I do like Roman Reigns a lot. I, I think that he's probably the most deserved. If that's going to get me a lot of heat, <laughs> deserved uh, superstar on Raw that probably deserves the the. The, the belt the most based on his work rate of the last few years. Uh, yeah, it has been a few years. I feel like we've been watching this journey for the last three, four years. Um, I, I, you know, I, even though a lot of people say the Roman Empire has begun, it kind of was like always so off and on, you know, right after WrestleMania 32 when he beat Triple H for the belt. Um, I, I feel like he wasn't really complete as a whole as a superstar back then. I feel like now that he's really found himself, I really enjoy him on the mic. I'm really looking forward to. What, what we were going to see with uh, is him as Universal Championship, or as a Universal Champion. The only thing I really like was when Braun came out. Now, may, may, maybe I kind of want to know what your, your thoughts is are, because I'm a little up and down about this, where Braun came out, and he's like, all right, I'm going to get the winner. It's like, were, were, did you not that have that much confidence in, your, in yourself to make it a triple threat match? Like, obviously, we know that's possible, because it's been done, you know, at WrestleMania 31. So we know it's possible. So I just thought that was kind of weird. In a way, I feel like it actually was meant to be that way because it could have been worse if he did make it a triple threat and had lost. I feel at least this way we were kind of left to be surprised. What about you, Steve? Um, Personally, I think I like that the Braun Strowman walking in, A, he was completely fresh, but B, he said, I am going to take advantage of having money, the Money in the Bank briefcase, meaning I am going to face the winner of this match immediately. What I'm not going to do is any type of shenanigans where I'm just going to jump in willy-nilly and then face you without you knowing, because that's not who I am, which I'm a monster, but also a face which isn't super common in wrestling. So he gets to blaze his own path in that regard. Uh, with the overall show, with the overall main event tonight, the main event situation, what my issues are is have or what they've always been, which is they're doing a lot of work to make. Roman Reigns sympathetic I'm not saying they aren't doing it I'm not saying Roman Reigns isn't worthy of being a sympathetic character what I am saying is the path of least resistance would have been to just have us like Brock Lesnar have us not like Roman Reigns have us hope Braun Strowman shows up and then have the story be just that the people who will like Roman Reigns will like Roman Reigns the people who won't like Brock Lesnar won't won't like Brock Lesnar but the story will still be clear they didn't seem to care about doing that tonight. So what we got were a couple different steps 
to get to pretty much exactly where they wanted us to be, and I think they succeeded in getting us exactly to where we want to be. But that's where I am. Do you like Roman Reigns? I like him, but I agree with the rest of the WWE universe. I don't necessarily like what WWE has done with him. I don't like that they've kept putting him against Brock Lesnar mm. only to lose and created him to be this character that everyone just hates because he's so much a part of the authority. When If you were to go to a show, when was, I don't know if you've been to a show recently, and if you were to go to a show with Roman Reigns on it, would you cheer or boo him? That's a great question. Um, I Honestly, in, in this situation tonight... I want to cheer him because, of course, mm-hmm. I don't want Brock Lesnar to retain. But at the same time, I would have loved for Braun Strowman to make an entrance and cash that money in no, the bank it's in. It's like, why didn't he make it a tra- I mean, because I mean, first off, I wasn't a big fan of the squash match, and not just that one. I feel like there was a few. There was a few matches on tonight's card which I wasn't really too excited about. After the fact that it was like, okay, that was just a squash. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like there were too many squashes and too many, eh, not too many non non finishes, but just too many squashes where it's like. All right, you know, you guys are you guys are in, in one specific case. I'm like, you're a champion. You you had Sammy McMahon look better than you against Ronda Rousey, but I will get to that in a second. But like, yeah, it's just like, okay, you, you squashed KO, so I figure you're 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 get, making yourself fresh for the potential triple threat match. Just make it a triple threat match. Like, I I that thought that's what they were gonna do. Just so for whatever reason they were gonna make Brock get pinned for whatever reason. Um, but I don't know. I, I just thought it was weird that he would come out, and I feel like he didn't have the confidence enough to make himself a part of the match. I just thought that was weird on his part. But if Roman was to have lost to Braun, what would that do for Roman, Steve? Um, <laughs> personally, That's a good I think question. That's a really good that would gain him sympathy with the non-Brooklyn crowd, is what I'll say. Because once again, this Brooklyn crowd, and whether it's good or bad, they have conditioned us to feel that a Brooklyn crowd and a Raw after WrestleMania crowd are alternate universes. They're bizarro universes. People are gonna boo the boo the bad guy, boo the good guy, cheer the bad guy. They're, it's bizarro world here in Brooklyn. <laughs> then why do you come back? But that I think part of what they were working towards is that they knew if we didn't have. Like, if we just had Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, bell rings, mm-hmm. that crowd would have crapped on the whole match. So they did a very good job by bringing Braun yeah. out up top. I think that's why they did it internally, where it's like, we're just going to have the focus on him, and, and that way you kind of get, get the yeah. crowd excited for the potential cash-in of Braun. And we'll get them excited for a match that was excitable. Like yeah. um, And they had a very similar match, albeit a little longer at WrestleMania, yeah. where it was high-octane, like... Two dudes really want two big dudes going at like two hundred percent. Like at least the six minutes and ten minutes of this match, we mm-hmm. actually watched and cared about, and the Brooklyn crowd didn't crap on because a it started it it started at like G, like yeah. it started pretty close to Z, and the other and alternatively, Braun was there, so no one was ready to no one had an opportunity to crap on the home. See, I did like the fact that compared to the WrestleMania match, it was like all right, F five. Kick out F five, kick out F five. It's like he didn't hit a single F five on Roman Reigns. So yeah. I, kinda, I like that. They. I don't know if it was on purpose, where it was like, all right, we're gonna make him not seem so like Supermanish, where it's like, all right, F five, kick out F five. It's like he didn't even get a chance to do it. Mm. But yeah, it was just. I don't know. I, I felt like it was just kind of quick. I mean, because I was excited for this match. I was really excited for this match, mm-hmm. not just because of the crowd, but just for oh, I like the build. I, I really liked the build. I thought it was a little bit tweaked as opposed to WrestleMania. So I kind of like that. It got it was a little bit better, but. I mean, I, I liked it, so I, I wasn't really a big fan of how short it was, but I kind of get why they did it. I mean, you know. Well, we all know the outcome. Do you guys have any opinions on where Braun is going to go next now that we've heard where you believe Roman would have gone if he was to lose? He has won the championship. Mm-hmm. So now we have Braun left with his money in the bank. Is he going to vie for that belt, or is he going to hold on to that till WrestleMania next year? Um... Honestly, Braun should turn up on Raw tomorrow night with Money in the Bank and say, mm-hmm. hey, I'm doing this. Like this, the the Braun that won Money in the Bank and straight up said exactly what he's going to do, which is I'm going to go after the world title. So I don't think, so I think he turns up tomorrow and challenges Roman Reigns straight up, calls his spot, Brooklyn crowd goes bonkers. Do it in the opening segment, have the match in the closing segment. Segment. That's what I think at least. Does Braun win? I haven't gotten that far. I'm talking about how to placate that Brooklyn crowd yeah, in a yeah. way in a way that they're chanting the in a way where they're a part of what they're a part of the story you want to present. R- whether Roman wins or not is secondary to getting them hot on the first segment and mm-hmm. keeping them hot till the last segment. Like cuz there could be a schmazz, it could be this, it could be that. Like that's 
That's whatever. I am. The, the reality of, is he cashes in money in the bank yeah. in the opening segment to have a match in the closing segment. I, I am kind of curious who who maybe the next challenger is going to be, even if it's Braun or Roman, because they're both kind of positioned as baby faces, as regardless of what people may think of Roman is. Um, but who's going to be next? Like who's the big heel? Because Brock's gone. You know, and I know a lot of people are saying like Drew McIntyre or maybe someone like Elias. I just don't feel like they're ready for that main event level. I feel like they still need some, you know, a little bit more polishing. Not that they need it as far as in in the ring. I just feel like, like not everybody can be Jinder Mahal. You know, I, I think he he was very unique in what he was presenting. You know, as a main eventer. Um, I don't know, maybe Ziggler, just because he just lost the Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I don't know. I just I feel like, and I'll get to it maybe in a, in a little bit, but. I was really hoping for, like, a Dean Ambrose heel turn. Because I feel like him as a heel, mm-hmm. and, and I feel like, you know, maybe it was foreshadowing the way he came out on Raw. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he's even smirked. I think he has <laughs> that, kind of that stone face, you know? I don't know. But I don't. I, I feel like it'd be interesting to see Dean Ambrose as a heel just kind of coming in and maybe even beating Roman for the belt um, and having, you know, everybody, Rollins, Roman, Chase Dean for the belt. It, it's, I, I, I think we're still going to see a big heel turn in the next month or two. Well, heel turn or not, I would love to see Kevin Owens do something because he's just been not winning matches. He's been getting destroyed. He would be a great person to continue storyline with. I don't think he got buried. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to argue argue the contrary. I mean, when you get choke slam on you know the stage outside, like oh, you, you expect him to kick out? No, it's not like he did. It. I, I I I'd be upset if that choke slam didn't happen. Well, it did. <laughs> it did. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, you know, it's, if that's how he lost, then cool. That's how he lost. Like, it's not like it was just like, oh, cool. Power slam, one, two, three. It was, no, no. He got, he got beat up, dude. He got beat up right before that power slam. So, I don't know how he does all those bumps. Same thing with Jeff Hardy. I don't know how. I, well, speaking insane. of someone who can definitely take bumps, we had Rowdy Ronda Rousey tonight go for the championship title against Alexa Bliss. So, what were your overall thoughts on, you know, the Rowdy, Ronda Rousey match against Alexa Bliss for this title, Steve? Um, I thought this was four minutes designed specifically for Ronda Rousey to look her absolute best and for Alexa Bliss to look scrappy but ultimately incredibly beatable. Given those two factors, it was 100% perfect exactly how it should have been. I think uh, Ronda Rousey gets to be graded by us fans on a curve because she came in so late, came in already a star, has put in the time and the effort to get where she is, but she isn't, like, on pure wrestling ability, she isn't on the level of Alexa Bliss yet. But Alexa Bliss did a great job of not showing that. Anyone who watched this match believed 100% that Ronda Rousey was the better fighter. So, that's exciting. Right, well, promos aside, you're going to definitely have a stronger fighter in the ring with... Alexa because she's been doing it, and also Ronda because she is a UFC fighter. So, what do you think about that? George? I 100% disagree. This was one of the, <laughs> this was yes. this was one of those matches where I'm fight like, on. And no, no. Okay, here's here's my thing. And maybe I'm just too like too much into wrestling or who knows whatever. But I mean, so here's my thing. I think out of all the Ronda Rousey matches, I think it was the second weakest. I wasn't really a big fan of her match with Alicia Fox. And now maybe it's me being spoiled because I thought her match at WrestleMania was amazing. I thought her match with Nia Jax was awesome. So and, and, and anybody who watches this show previously knows how much I completely, absolutely um, think you know so highly of Alexa Bliss. I think she can deliver in every way. No, she may not be the most technical, and she may not have the, the wrestling technicality of... of of like a Charlotte or Becky Lynch, but neither did the Rock. Neither did the Rock when he was on top. You know, so that, that's home. That's my whole point. Mm. So for for this match, I thought it was going to be a little bit more back and forth. Like I said, the fact that Stephanie gave her more of a Stephanie gave her more of a challenge, and here you have Alexa Bliss, who arguably is probably the most accomplished women's wrestler in the last two years. Not really put up with much of a fight. I, I that's what I'm, I don't mind the Ronda Rousey spotlight. I'm more upset about the top women, top woman of the last two years practically getting squashed. But she was the top woman of the last two years, but squirrely and... Like, she wasn't the most dominant woman in the past two years. She was beatable. She was Uh a heel. She would take a powder at every every moment. Uh Like... I don't think any of this match didn't ring true to who Alexa Bliss as a character mm-hmm. was. And it didn't 
make her look weak at all because Ronda Rousey is a legit killer. That's the character that's been presented. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's a testament to who, her doing her job correctly. But we didn't see that at all in this match. You have somebody who squeaked out a match against Nia Jax, somebody who's beaten Mickey James, somebody who's beaten practically almost every woman that you know was brought on to her except for you know Charlotte at Survivor Series. She beat Becky Lynch in cage matches or tables matches. She was that woman who was able to squeak by those wins. But we didn't even see a glimpse of of that today. Well, I, I disagree. I don't. I I think we got a complete glimpse of that, but mm. we, we've disagreed. <laughs> it happened. What did you guys think of the unexpected but also expected appearance of the Bella Twins? Ugh. Did it make sense to have them as a part of this story? I mean, did we, did we all hear the rumor Ugh. earlier today? Yes. <laughs> I mean. So, <laughs> so the rumor is about evolution, correct? That mm-hmm. that Nikki Bella may be going against Ronda Rousey in a storyline for that pay per view. I'll jump in here. Um, <laughs> don't do that. Hey guys, you tout a women's revolution. You tout a women's revolution that's become an evolution. That's about all these young, hungry, upstart people that are on your TV week after week after week, and then you put two people on your t- on the paper at the top of the pay per view, one who hasn't been there very long. And another, and another who hasn't been on TV in months, and the, the next time they appeared on TV, which was tonight, they spoke flippantly about how they do other stuff. So no, do <laughs> not do this. In the promo, yeah. I mean, and also too, I think it's has it been confirmed no, that it's going to be this Trish not, and Alexa. No, Trish and Alexa. That's confirmed. Has, Trish right? and Alexa is is confirmed. Which I would argue all but confirmed mm-hmm. that Ronda would win tonight. Mm-hmm. I think the promos and I think the storytelling would lead you to believe that Ronda would win tonight. I mean, I, I'm, I'm personally, I, I, I'm not a Nikki Bella hater. And I will be the first to say I think the Bella Twins have done not more but just as much mm-hmm. for the women's revolution as any other woman that's, that's currently active. I think what they the, the the eyeballs they brought on to pro wrestling right. from Total Divas and Total Bellas, I think like I almost not every day. I'm not going to exaggerate, but there's a lot of times where I have I, I meet a lot of people that watch Total Divas and in turn we're like, oh yeah, I kind of checked out. They know they, they don't yeah. watch wrestling, but they know a little bit more about wrestling just because of Total Divas. You know? Oh yeah, so, I agree. They're doing they're doing for women's wrestling what John Cena is doing for wrestling. Yeah, so so and The Rock did for wrestling so, what Austin did for wrestling. I do agree with that. I'm not opposed to Nikki Bella or. Brie Bella or the Bella Twins having a high-profile match for Evolution, but not this one. <laughs> I mean, not this one. I don't know. It's. I mean, ideally, I think I would have. I think we all kind of wanted like the Horsemen versus the Horsewoman or Horsemen versus Horsemen. Yeah, yeah. But and, and it's funny because I was thinking earlier. Then I was like, is that why they haven't broken up Sasha and Bailey? Uh, because you know they wanted the team at, at you know the Evolution, but then you saw another you know two of the Horsewomen kind of kind of turn on each other. I guess you can say. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. If, if this is it, I mean, I really don't want to give an opinion until it actually happens because maybe it'll be like the best match ever, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I, I just feel like it's more. I think it's more. It should be more of a celebration of women's wrestling, and I just don't think Ronda versus Nikki is the way to go. Interesting. Well, another female superstar that I was actually very excited to see tonight to make her comeback was Natty. Mm -hmm. So Natalia walked out wearing her father's jacket. What did you guys think about that? From SummerSlam 90 when they won the tag belt. That was pretty cool. Um, I think this was a wonderful homage. There's a lot... There was a lot of criticism this week because they didn't didn't have an opening card for Jimmy Anvil Neidhart Monday night. Mm And that the first person to mention it was Ronda Rousey, which I'm not the biggest fan of. Mm-hmm. But Ronda is actually clo- like actually like kayfabe in real life, close to Natty, mm-hmm. so it makes enough sense. And I don't know, I don't know how I feel about them shoehorning Natty into this moment, which is what they're doing. But the other alternative is do nothing, and mm-hmm. some people die. Pe- people usually don't plan when when they die. So you like they're dealing with what they're dealing with. A part of me just thinks that maybe it was maybe Natty pushing forward to like, hey, you know, I'm ready to get back out there. Yeah. You know, like obviously she was she was scheduled for a match on Raw. She wasn't there for obvious reasons, and I don't know. Maybe part of it is you know not I don't want to say moving on as as a cold hearted, but it's kind of like, hey, now it's time to kind of continue and really pay tribute to her dad, which I'm she she did even before 
he passed right. away, you know, but... And I'm sure even though, obviously, losing a parent is very difficult to deal with, she knows WWE like as yeah. if it's her home, it's her family. Yeah. She grew up in it, so to be back doing what she loves to do and working in that environment, something her dad did and loved, I mean, I'm sure it brings her closer and has that a more closer connection to her father, even yeah. though he's no longer here. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, moving on, we saw... AJ and Samoa Joe go at it tonight. I was very excited to see this match. We saw some bloodshed also. Something funny that definitely happened too was in the storyline they brought out AJ's family. We mm-hmm. saw AJ's wife Wendy and his daughter. This was something I actually predicted on our SmackDown mm. after show because I said it would be so cool if they involved <laughs> the family in the storyline. Did you guys think it was appropriate to bring in the family? Do you think it enhanced the storyline? What were your thoughts? I think at first I was kind of against it. I'm like, I, I was like, oh, they don't need it. Like, I, I know, because, I mean, obviously, me, and I know I can speak for Steve, where we all saw their matches from TNA. Like, we, they don't need, they can just put that on the marquee. We're going to be like, oh, my God, this is going to be awesome, <laughs> you know? Um, but, I mean, but I also feel like it, it needed to be a little bit different. This is WWE. This isn't TNA. This isn't going to be something where you just go out there. I mean, not that I think it needed a story. So, I, at first, when they brought up the family, I'm like, oh, I mean, okay. But then I kind of saw, like, it was a little bit real when it, you know when it came to tonight. You know, it, I feel like, like especially his daughter. I don't know mm-hmm. when, when, when that moment. Oh, yes. That moment, I was like, okay, like, I, not that it needed it, but I'm like, all right, it, it definitely made the story mm-hmm. that this much more interesting. Um, I, I think they kind of slapped these two on a billboard and thought that would be enough, and mm-hmm. then had doubts later, which I don't understand why you had doubts. These two talking. These two can talk everyone into the building. I thought there was a lot of controversy of how early this match went on. It went on, I think, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Granted, when the show starts at 7, so it was 90 minutes in the show, and this is the world title, hashtag SummerSlam, there's a belt emoji next to it, <laughs> and it's this belt, and it's happening at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. So there's a lot of upset a lot of upset feelings about it that you know the U.S. title went on last, this title went on after it, the, the, like, the demon Finn Balor went on after it. I'm over it because these guys got to do 22 minutes and 45 seconds of mm-hmm. a very good match. It told a very clear story. Um, I wasn't super on board with the acting of AJ Styles' wife, which is funny because, George, I can speak for you. Mm-hmm. We've seen the matches in TNA where they mm-hmm. hired an actress to play. <laughs> <laughs> like, they did that. Mm-hmm. That's and, like I can kind of see why, and I'm not hating on someone's acting ability, but it's not a diss when that's probably not her jam. That's not her life. There was just something about that moment where, like, AJ's wife was there, and AJ goes to grab his daughter, mm. and not that he didn't want to, she, she didn't want to be held by her dad, but like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like maybe he became this monster of like, this isn't the AJ style. This isn't yes. dad. This yeah. isn't this isn't who I who this is who who I look up to, and like, kind of like she kind of you know wanted to be back in mom's arms, you know. And I was like. Okay, like I, I really want to see the next, pro, you know, the next chapter of the story. I, it really, right. it really, like I don't want to say it got to me, but like it's, 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 it's like I, I get it now. You know, I, I kind of get why they made it a little bit personal, and the fact that they do go back a long way makes it even more personal. Yeah. because I'm sure they're all like, you know, Samoa Joe's a family friend. You know, I'm sure that you know he he knows how to hit his buttons. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the fact that the finish, like I, I think we're all a little bit spoiled. I know I said that before, but a little bit spoiled when it comes to. DQ or count-out finishes on pay-per-views. But I feel like, and I was thinking about it, I feel like this happens all the time. Like, mm. Especially when it's like the first match of theirs at a SummerSlam. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all this content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors. Today, Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet is one of those sponsors. Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet is a comedy podcast featuring brother and sister duo Alex and Christine as they recap dramatic readings of one-star reviews written by real people with not-so-real problems. Whether it's a bar's no-throw-up policy or a barista who's just too friendly. Or maybe a school psychologist's fashion sense. Reviewers complain about everything. Prepare for equal amounts laughter and eye-rolling. Each week, Alex and Christine cover topics ranging from strip clubs in Vegas, ghost tours in New Orleans, or DMVs in Phoenix. They nobly delve into the cesspools of Yelp, TripAdvisor, and other review sites to find you the best of the worst. Listen to Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcasting apps. You can also find them on all social media platforms at Beach Too Sandy. It's like, 
This isn't just, it happened. I know it was like a cleanish finish last week or last year with Nakamura and Mahal. It just needed to build up to the next pay per view. We saw that 14 years ago with JBL and Undertaker. You know, it's just we need something to build toward the next one. So mm-hmm. I kind of made my piece because it was a great match. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be. I know the next pay per view is Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Um, yes, it? Hell in a Cell, then Australia. Australia, then, then Evolution. Then Evolution, and then, I believe, Survivor Series. then Survivor Series, which will be here. So, I, I don't know why. I mean, I guess it's going to be in the cell. I mean, if if we're going to see a bunch of gimmick matches between AJ and Joe, I'm all on board. Yeah, I I think they also told a very good story leading into a Hell in a Cell match where they're straight up going to say, where they're straight up going to say, no, we need to contain them into a cell. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, me too. I actually love this match. I thought it was great. Samoa Joe and AJ have a great storyline. So, Mm -hmm. you know, even though it did end in DQ, I think that it's a great way to continue the story as well. Like you said, George, and I'm looking forward to seeing where they take it from here. Uh, It's always good to see two really strong wrestlers have a thorough and drawn-out story because Mm -hmm. then we can keep following it and get more invested and more invested. Um, another really great match was the women's championship match for SmackDown. So we saw uh, it as a triple threat. It was Carmella, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair, who was added last minute due to stipulations of winning her match on a SmackDown episode. So what did you guys think of this? What did you think of, you know, Becky Lynch's heel turn at the end? Because that, I know a lot of people kind of expected it to come, but it's also still a surprise but I think it was needed, necessary. How about you, George? Um, I, I, first off, let me just say, like, I, I've been very... I was critical about Carmella the last, the last show because I feel like, you know, I feel like as champion, she hasn't really shown, you know... I, I gave her a chance when she won the belt. Uh, with that said, I thought she was absolutely amazing in this match. And not, not to say that she, she she's, was the best of the three. I think they all did their part, you know, whatever they needed to do. But I thought Carmella... I was like, oh man, this is this is the end. This is her, this is her last day as champion, you know. I, but I, I thought she was amazing. I thought she really carried herself as a heel, you know, m- you know, putting herself in you know in a position where Becky and Charlotte are against each other. Uh, but so, yeah, I, I love the match. I thought I thought it's one of the one of my favorite. I thought, definitely like this match better than the Rousey Alexa Bliss match. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought everything. I mean, I I, I kind of got what they were coming. And you kind of saw a lot of like real life. I don't want to say real life, but like. You would hear interviews with Becky Lynch, kind of like not in character, and she would kind of always drop these comments, like, you know, oh man, you know, it is what it is, you know, like I was like, are you are you like ribbon or are you like are you are you being for real? Like, are you really upset that Charlotte Flair is in the match? You know, because like, it, it is a spotlight. You know, you remember last year you had Naomi versus Natty in a one on one match for the SmackDown Women's Championship, and all the spotlight was on each one of them. Now you all on Charlotte Flair is like I kind of see where, where her resentment coming from. But yeah, I, is it a heel turn? Like, I mean, everybody loved it. Um, I is, think it so. is it a heel turn if everybody loves it? Is it a heel turn in Brooklyn? No, not even a little. It's, it's, Why do you say it like that? I think it would have been anywhere. Anywhere would have been, she would have been cheered out of the out of the building. Except for like Charlotte. People North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, yeah. no. There, there are Texas, most most cities in Texas, there are plenty of, there are plenty of places where this was a heel turn because mm-hmm. they love Charlotte Flair more than they love Becky. I, I, I disagree. I personally think the heel turn should have been Charlotte Flair. I think a Flair is best as a heel. Mm-hmm. I also think I it's, I also think business is best when the baby faces are chasing a heel, but I'm Jim Cornette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm from an antiquated mindset in, in that regard, but I do, I, I do think they just kind of went with as they planned. It's like, nope, Becky Lynch is going to turn heel. We're going to set up Becky Lynch and Charlotte. We also don't know what Charlotte said to Becky Lynch in her ear and those two hugs. That if they wanted to pull a, pull a trigger and be like, actually, we we're not sure about this as a heel turn. We can we can retcon whatever Charlotte Flair said. However, I think they're going to move forward with Becky Lynch turning on Charlotte and turning on the crowd for going along with the crowd. And I think it'll be. It'll be classic heel stuff. I think it's frustrating because Carmella may get lost in this shuffle. Mm-hmm. And I think Carmella has been a very good right. fill-time act yeah. that, we're ne- that they're now losing 
unless they can put her with someone else like I don't know Lana Zelina Vega like they Oscar who's there apparently like Randy Rose like I do I and I was very critical last Tuesday on the Smackdown Live After Show here when I talked about how there's only one thing happening in the Smackdown women's division where there are multiple things happening on the Raw women's division and I mm-hmm. think they need to get back to that where two three yeah two three three and a half segments plus some like Twitter war happening among the women on the roster. Like, we don't know where Asuka is. <laughs> She's Asuka. It's ridiculous. But this this was great, and I, I'm happy I'm happy for Charlotte Flair. I believe this is their second SmackDown Live Women's Championship. Well, we do have a pay-per-view coming up for the evolution with all the women being featured. So I have a feeling maybe Becky Lynch will have a chance to go against Charlotte Flair. Maybe there's that possibility, um, and she can get that championship. Well, Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell will be first. So you would think that would ha- either they're going to have the rematch on mm-hmm. TV heading into Hell in a Cell, or they're going to have the rematch on Hell in a Cell, and then they'll save Becky Lynch and Charlotte. I think they'll save Becky Lynch and Charlotte Revolution because Carmella's probably exactly. Gonna, yeah. so and Carmella also, it's can, a female empowerment event. Yeah. Yeah. So you although kind of I, have to do something there. Although I, I'm in. I'm not in love with the idea of a female empowerment event. Featuring two females who like want to literally kill each other, but that's wrestling, and I'm kind exactly. of I'm on, I'd kind of be okay with I'd kind of be okay, and I'd be okay with Becky doing anything she could to get that heat, including yeah. saying I don't care about the women's evolution, I don't care about this, I don't care about that, I don't care about you, I care about being women's champion and hurting Charlotte Flair. It should be interesting because I think Becky is so likable, like her accent, her look, like I think she mm. has a very likable look, likable face, likable everything. So, I, and I'm sure a lot of these performers are like. All right, well, challenge accepted. You yeah. Know, if you're going to get heel heat, I'm going to do whatever I can do. I don't know. So it makes me look forward to SmackDown even more, you know, with the whole AJ Styles Samoa Joe. Now I want to see the whole Becky Lynch, you know, progression. Like, is she going to come out? And like, I mean, because honestly, like, the fact that she, she snapped at Charlotte Flair, she has every reason to snap at Charlotte Flair. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like she doesn't have a point, <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I, I agree. And I think it makes her a grounded character. What I don't want is for her... I don't know. I think if Becky Lynch it has decided I'm a heel now, she's going to do everything she can. Mm-hmm. And I think the first challenge will be Tuesday in front of this same Brooklyn crowd mm-hmm. that cheered her harder mm-hmm. to literally find a way to make them not like her. Or at the very least, stop cheering her mm-hmm. as much as they were. If she can do that, she'll be on her way. She'll be on her way to making everyone hate her. Hmm. I don't know how likely this is, but it would be interesting to see Becky be a heel for a few weeks, <laughs> then go up for another championship match... Get the belt and then turn babyface again. Eh, maybe. Sure. <laughs> I, I'd be okay with waiting. Like, I'd be okay with waiting a little. <laughs> I don't know. Dreams can happen, right? They can come true, especially according to Daniel Bryan. So the next match that we're going to talk about is Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Now, what did you think, George, on this match tonight? <laughs> I think it's going to be an unpopular opinion. <laughs> uh, I like the match overall. I just thought it became too predictable just how much offense Daniel Bryan got in. I thought after I saw how much offense he got, I was like, well, Miz is obviously going to win. That that, that was the only thing I kind of thought. But that's not the match's fault. Well, there were tons of promos leading up to this match specifically. There was a lot of hype around it. Did you, Steve, feel like it lived up to that hype? Um, Yes, because I don't think the hype... The hype wasn't similar to AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura. We were expecting this killer match bell to bell. The hype was more about these two guys and probably real animosity they have. So whenever you have something that solid to go off of, I think it's pretty safe to assume we're going to want the match. And as so long as the match isn't a flaming turd, hmm. we're going to like the match. I liked the match because the bar for the match. Because if you sell the match correctly. The bar for the match is not that high. These guys cleared the bar beyond beyond any peril because it, it told the story. And I do like the idea that this was both a clash of chan- like a clash of styles, but also if you follow the Miz in ring from before he met Daniel Bryan to after he met Daniel Bryan, like he writes this off now as like all oh, these these yes these it kicks that I stole from Daniel Bryan because I'm better than Daniel Bryan and blah blah. Like, when you really watch it, like, he let everyone he ever worked with influence him. He does the figure four because Ric Flair gave him the figure four. Mm-hmm. And, like, the Miz in the ring is just, I think, the WWE style just quantified. Quantified. Personified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think I think to see that up against Daniel Bryan, who is, if anything, the indie style personified. Like, I think it was a great clash of styles. And mm-hmm. 
as you would imagine, the WWE style personified would end in brass knuckles. Well, another <laughs> inactive superstar showed up. Maurice was there, ringside. Do you guys feel that she should have gotten involved in this match for the outcome to be? Well, I think she did. I think it was fine. I mean, I think I think it's going to maybe, oh, this is going to be like a, I don't know if this is going to happen, but I wouldn't mind at some point seeing Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus Maurice and The Miz. Why not? Like, I don't know if it, I don't know if that's more of an evolution type thing, or maybe even like another paper. I don't know if they're strictly women on evolution for that sake. Uh, if not, then yeah, I, I'd love to at some point this be a match. It's, you know, I think it'd be awesome. Well, we did get to see John Cena and Nikki Bella against Miz, Miz and, and Maurice. Maurice. Yeah. So I thought that was really fun, and it was cool that they played off, you know, total mm-hmm. divas mm-hmm. and the reality show and their characters. So I don't think it would be a bad idea to maybe involve Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. What about you, Steve? Um. Well, if we're doing fantasy booking, I'm still reeling. I'm still reeling from the fact that they're staying with this personally, and I think this is something about how WWE handles stuff currently. I think if this were 10, 20 years ago, this would have been like Rock Austin, where it happens, and then you shelf you shelf the whole thing. You act because you know you could, that you keep that in the well and keep coming back to the well. But what it looks like they're going to do is then there's going to be a rematch mm-hmm. in a Hell in a Cell, and then probably something in Australia, and then probably SmackDown some... 1000. I think. And then then it. there's a Smack. So then there's going to be a SmackDown 1000 mm-hmm. match, and then there's going to be a Team Daniel Bryan and a Team Miz at Summer at Survivor Series. Which let's mm-hmm. be real, that's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. But like WWE doesn't know how to see something like this and then go cool. Let's not touch it again, No Mania. Mm-hmm. We we all know they're not going to do that. They're, they're going to touch this five times from now to Mania and probably do it at Mania. And it'll probably still be great, but it'll be a little diluted than if they literally just kept it pure. And if from this moment they never touched each other again until the Rumble. I think the only way to maybe make it better is that um, if they were to touch each other, just have the Miz always going over. The whole Tommy Dreamer Raven thing, where it's like Tommy Dreamer never won, and then when he finally did win, it, it was so huge. I say have the Miz win every single time, except for that last match they have together. Maybe for the belt or something. Who knows? I could buy that too, because yeah. I'm sure. So Brian has never beaten Miz. Previously, like yeah, be, but, but, be previously to to when he was actually an active wrestler, yeah, because yeah. he beat him for the U.S. belt. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's not like quite that way, but you well, yeah. can restart it yeah, from exactly. here to move forward. Then. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I like that. Well, something that WWE doesn't touch too much, but we do see from time to time, is Finn Balor as the Demon. Hmm. This was an interesting match. He was hmm. against Baron Corbin tonight. What are your overall thoughts, George, on tonight's match? Another squash. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, I know the story was the Demon. Uh, I know. Uh, initially, I was like, uh, they should have promoted it, but I don't know. I like the fact that it was a surprise. I um, really, really dug it. I like the fact that it was a surprise. I wish that it was up against something less predictable. Like I cuz this is the second Finn Balor Baron Corbin match and although it was still a surprise to me, it makes complete sense that this would be the only reason uh-huh. that this would be on the main card cuz it was on the pre-show last time, last month. I would prefer if it were just Finn Balor and somebody else on the Raw roster that wasn't Baron Corbin. And mm-hmm. Finn Balor, with his eyes set on the world title, is trying to w- move his way up the ranks. And because he's in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. he's just going to come out as the demon. I would have preferred that. Like, if it were Finn Balor, Elias, and we were just talking about how it's going to be Finn Balor and Elias, and then all of a sudden, without notice, we got the demon, you would get the same reaction we got, but in a match that may have actually had a bit more consequence because at this point Baron Corbin's a non-playable character well, in, got in, in this his, video game. He's just got on his nerves the last few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, the demon is definitely a strong character. Do you guys think it's going to be a while before we see the demon again? Steve? I hope not. I hope, I hope so. I hope, like, I hope so that this will be a long time because it's supposed to be a special thing. We shouldn't see him again till the Rumble. I think the last time we saw him was what the the match with AJ Styles. Well, yeah. It was supposed to be against Sister Abigail. I think that was the last time. Um, yes, but didn't wasn't he pulled from them? Yes, because it was. Yes, you're so right. Because it was supposed AJ. to be a Bray Wyatt thing, and then Bray Wyatt and, a, and like a whole bunch of stuff happened. Yeah. But you're right. He, what, that was the last time we saw the Demon, October. and that would yeah, and that meant something because it was SmackDown versus Raw. Like yeah. he uses it when he means it, when it means something, mm-hmm. and it meaning something 
could vary. Well, it sounds like you disagree, George. <coughs> I, so wanna, I, just, I mean, I, I just want to see a little bit more, especially maybe if he if he has like a title match anytime soon. I wouldn't mind seeing on Raw either. I, th- I feel like I think it would draw more uh, more viewers to Raw if, if he would uh, maybe promote the demon from one week to another. Maybe he comes out number one in the Rumble as the demon. So he gets he because that's the only way you would get that ninety second entrance because yeah, I would guarantee yeah. <laughs> this match went a minute thirty five seconds I guarantee you his entrance was longer than two minutes kind of looked like the boogeyman a little bit oh my goodness I wonder how long it takes him to actually get all of that painted on him just all day. for a, just for a two minute match yeah, all day all day I've read but like, it was I've, a strong two stuff. minute match yeah. Yeah. nonetheless yeah. And so the next match I wanted to get into, which was also a strong match in my opinion, uh, we had the Intercontinental Championship matches for this SummerSlam with Rollins and Ziggler. So, you know, should Ambrose was on the side supporting? Do you guys think that Ambrose should be a heel? Will that that turn come soon? Yes. <laughs> Because I think we need something for Seth Rollins to do because he's done this, which is Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre for three months. Like I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say three months. Also, shout out to the Infinity uh, bootlet that he wore. Uh, there, I think I like paused it and zoomed in a little. There were actual Infinity gauntlets on his toes. It was pretty dope. <laughs> it was pretty dope. I was about it. Um, yeah, I think. But to answer your question, the Dean Ambrose heel turn is what I'm most looking forward to here because that'll give us something. That'll give Seth Rollins something to do. That'll also silence all the Shield apologists. That's apologists isn't the right word, but all the all the people clamoring for a Shield reunion can stop. No, Dean Ambrose is a heel. Get over it. Seth Rollins is probably one of the hotter baby faces on Raw. They'll have they'll have animosity. They'll have a belt. And then maybe Ziggler, Drew can go after each other or something. And George, I, 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 I know I, I really want. I feel like there's so much history, there's so much story there where Ambrose can come out and be like, you know, I never forgot what you did, you know, four years ago. I never forgot, you know, I, I remember all those battles we did, and you know, I never forgot. And even like after Ambrose got hurt, they're like, hey, and, and you teamed with Jason Jordan, you replaced <laughs> me with Jason Jordan, like that's that's you know, so of course I'm gonna t- turn heel. Um, with that said, kind of going on the match. Uh, obviously, everybody knows like I'm, I'm, I'm a nerd when it comes to this stuff, but like <laughs> I really think this match was just as good as like a like a Bret Hart Mr. Perfect from Summerslam '91, or, or not as good as Bret Bulldog. It's probably one of the top three matches ever. But I don't know. I, I think Intercontinental Championship and Summerslam I think should always go well with each other. You know, I, 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 I was really a big fan of. I think it stole the show probably with you know a hot opener. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. I, I hope that they're. I guess scheduled rematch for you know Ziggler. You know, with, with the I, I'm hoping that's going to be just as good. So you know, I think I think this match was two thumbs up. There were a lot of folks in the chat now that are saying, "Get them in a hell in a cell, guys!" All the matches can't be in a like no. they can't just do SummerSlam in a in a cell. No. Like some of these have to not happen. Some of these have to not happen in a hell in a cell. Uh, this one's probably the one that won't get a hell in a cell if it gets a rematch at all. I think a Dean Ambrose heel turn will happen before that. Well, Steve, did you feel like this match was a memorable one, as George said? Um, I found this I found this match very memorable. I think the thing that's working against it is that they did an Iron Man match before this. They did a match before that. That when you talk about Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental Championship five years from now, I think it'll be hard to place because it is it probably happened so many times across mm-hmm. so many timelines that I think we're no. But I me right now, yes, I remember this match very fondly as one of my like top three matches of this card tonight. And George, did you expect Seth Rollins to take the win? No, I thought Ziggler was totally going to win. I th- okay, again, I thought Ambrose was going to turn heel. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, I was like, all right, he's going to turn heel now. But no, nah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so nah. I, I, I thought, and I think, I think Ziggler maybe ha- might have more challengers. Like, for example, like if there was like an Ambrose Rollins that doesn't need the belt. Like that's so such a storied history where you don't need any championship, maybe except for like WWE championship, as long as Ambrose is champion. But mm-hmm. uh, just uh, I feel like there's more for Ziggler to do, you know, maybe against Finn Balor. That's that's you know a nice program that I'd like to see Finn Balor versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, yeah, I mean that was good. I mean I, I, I have no complaints with who won. Mm. We also had the United States Championship match, which was Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy. We've seen this match before. What are your overall thoughts, George, on this one? I thought it was it was tough for them because it was at toward coming to the end of like a long night, and it was kind of like I don't know how to say this correctly, so excuse me. The last like it, it you knew the last two matches were Ronda and Alexa and, and Roman and Brock, which I think you know 
those were like two of the big matches. So I think the placement of the match was like just weird. Like I don't, I'm not saying I, bl- I don't blame the fans because I think you know fans are weird. They freaking chanted TNA to, in, in, in an AJ Styles yes. Samoa Joe. I thought that was just weird. Like here's the same fan base that you know gets counted down Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler in the main event when like dude this is what you want and you're still crapping on it but and eh, just I don't I mean I feel bad for them I think it was a good match it wasn't great I thought it was good for for what what they had but I mean it was okay I mean Steve were you excited for this match or did you feel this was an exhausted match because we've seen these two go at it before um this match didn't feel as exhausted as the Intercontinental like although they like over delivered on the intercontinental side, I think this match was less over exhausted, which is just a lot of words to say not over exhausted. Mm-hmm. I do think the impending Randy Orton run in what like kind of hampered it. I also think, and I like I think we haven't figured this out is since Shinsuke Nakamura came to the main roster, they what they've been trying to do is get us to not care that he's doing a good match, but still care about him. Mm-hmm. So. The, like I think the goal is for Shinsuke to go out there and have terrible matches, mm-hmm. but for us to still care about Shinsuke because that's actually the WWE, the WWE style versus his like strong style, and I think he's nailing it. I think there's a weird face he did when he was reacting to Jeff Hardy reacting to him that's kind of undersold here. I thought it was real. <laughs> I I don't know. Just like thoughts on the match. I enjoyed the match, but I don't know. The, it's a long night of wrestling. And then George, do you feel Nakamura is better off as a mid card champion? No, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's good for something for him to do now, but and again, this is the nerd in all of us. Like we know what he can do. We know that this guy literally can be like the face of a company, like because he's not. He I think he transcends like whatever. Like if he's a if he's Jap, Jap, if he's Japanese and he's you know in Japan, I think he transcends you know anything like I, I think he can be an overall just superstar and I think they're I mean if, if I, I can be patient like if, if, if they got bigger plans for him in a year that's fine like I, I can do that but but mm-hmm. if they don't and if they just only see him as that then I think it's a big it's a big uh, shame also if they I didn't get that I didn't get a chance to ask that question though I will I don't <laughs> think he should be a mid-card champion either I also think if all they see him as is the US champion the the heel US champion He's gonna leave when his contract's up, and his contract's up probably up sooner th- sooner rather than later. And he's gonna go back to New Japan and be the face of a company that's growing in popularity on an independent scene that's growing in popularity. And he'll he'll actually learn a new hold. And if they want him back, they might not be able to get him. Well, from a wrestler's perspective, do you feel it's better off to leave a company that gives you consistent work week to week, whether you're a champion or not? To go to a place that you know you're going to be working every now and then, maybe the pay is less, but you can be a champion. It depends on who it is. If it's Shinsuke, yeah. I don't blame him if he, if he wants to stay with WWE. Because I mean, even if he does go to New Japan, he's done everything that he needs to do in New Japan. He's been mm. their champion. He's been Intercontinental Champion. He's you know Wrestle Main Event Wrestle King. He's done everything he needs to do. So if it's someone like him, maybe he wants to like, hey, I didn't accomplish everything that I wanted to do in WWE, but I know I can still do that. So maybe he's going to want to stay and say, hey, or maybe you know I, I like living in you know the US I like mm. the money they're paying me I like the merchandise so it just depends uh, I, I think if it's you're someone like Juice Robinson <laughs> you know I'm sure you know going to Japan would be the you know the best move uh, or maybe like Cody Rhodes but I mean for someone like Nakamura like, I wouldn't be surprised if he stays for all those reasons yeah. that I just mentioned although on the flip side and I think it's a done deal but Daniel Bryan someone like Daniel Bryan I, I was pretty sure Daniel Bryan was leaving for New Japan about a month ago like, because that's all signs were pointing to him just being unhappy and them mm-hmm. not having anything for him, and him wanting to just, you know, what I'd rather work two weeks out of six mm-hmm. and then spend the other six with my family mm-hmm. and and get to do exactly what I love mm-hmm. versus what WWE has him doing sometimes. Well, a few superstars I hope never leave the WWE or split up as a group would be the New Day from SmackDown. So the New Day had their SmackDown Tag Team Championship match against the Bludgeon Brothers. Steve, what was your thought on that match? Um, it was it was a match. The bell rang and then it rang again. No, I I like the New Day as an act. I like the Bludgeon Brothers, kind of. <laughs> I. I don't know. I thought this was a great match. I think Big E really got a lot of time to shine in this match, and I think the resounding thought I was having while watching this match, and maybe my mind was wandering, was I really wish we, I really wish they had enough faith in Big E as a as a single, 
without breaking him away mm-hmm. from the New Day. I would love nothing more than for the New Day to become tag team champs or active in the tag team division and for Big E to just be a solo act. But then still all be the New Day and hang mm-hmm. out together, but, like, be separate. Like, I would love nothing more than that, but at the same time, I don't... I think ring ring work is second to a lot of these people, to a lot of, to, to a lot of how they handle people on TV, including the New Day. Well, surprisingly, the New Day won due to disqualification. George, were you expecting that win? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Again, I think I'm just spoiled. It's like, and I, I know it's SummerSlam, and I know it's it's unfair to compare it to Mania, but like you don't see like a DQ finish on a Mania. You don't see it, things like that. I cannot finish on a WrestleMania. So I, I thought that you wouldn't see it like on something like this. Uh, I mean, I would have liked to just, just have a clear-cut winner just because I really, really want to see the Bar versus the Bludgeons. Mm. I think that match would be insane. And I thought that's what they were building for for SummerSlam. Um, like, I don't, I don't want to see them in the trouble. I just want to see straight up Sheamus and Cesaro against Harper and Rowan. I think that match would be awesome. Uh, but, I mean, again, I'm, I'm spoiled, so I'm, I'm not really a big fan of that DQ finish in, in, in this specific match. Me either. I'm not a huge fan of DQ finishes on big shows in general especially in a night where you had two and then a yeah. pre-show with three roll-ups. Yeah. Like there was a lot of there was a lot of through threading here like with roll-ups and DQ finishes that mm-hmm. I wasn't I couldn't be a huge fan of here, but I do ultimately think the stronger tag division is on SmackDown, which is sad cuz it's the Bludgeon Brothers hitting people with styrofoam. <laughs> hitting people with very obviously styrofoam um hammers. We'll go with hammers. I'm sure there's a bigger word. Mallets? Yeah, something like that. Do they have a word? I don't think they've ever really established a bigger, better word than hammers. Big hammers. (laughs) Well, (laughs) um, something that was very confusing from SummerSlam's show tonight was Elias on stage getting ready to do a special song for Brooklyn, New York. And then his guitar breaks, and he, I think he cursed a little bit. A little bit, yeah. And then walked off stage. What was going on with Elias tonight? (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm kind of curious what they're doing with Elias. Because like, I really like Elias. I've always liked Elias, even going back to, 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 to NXT. And I always make a comparison to, like, I don't know if anyone has ever seen The Punisher, where there's a scene where the, mm. uh, the main character, The Punisher, is in, like, a little saloon, and the guy with the guitar comes, and it kind of mm. sings to him. Um, I, I, I actually think that's a cool scene in the movie. And I always thought of Elias that way. Um, I don't know. So I, I, I kind of want to see more of Elias. I don't, I, don't, I don't even know what they're doing, to be honest with you. It's just, it's just <laughs> weird. Like, and, and they have him feuding with Bobby Lashley, but then he's not even there on the show after like he, he did some cool stuff with Roman. I don't know. I, I can't begin to describe it. I think Elias is very comparable in the ring, and then they don't use him in the ring. They found they found gold with this him on guitar thing. I genuinely don't know what they were up to. <laughs> what they were up to here, I don't I don't know. This whole segment was only ninety seconds. I'm not gonna spend too much time on it. They signed him to be a musician, not a wrestler. <laughs> I guess. That's which is funny because down in because like I've heard in interviews, like he didn't really know how to play guitar down in NXT originally. So like how he really committed himself to this to come full circle and be like, Nope, I'm this now. And to do this for a SummerSlam event? Ugh. What? Are, like, I think the bigger travesty here is there's no Bobby Lashley. Bobby yeah. Lashley who fought for the world championship. Right? Yeah. That, no, I'm, be, I'm, be, I'm not being silly. He fought for the world. Like, like 11 years ago. Sorry. What what, what did he do last paper? He just number one contender. He invented oh, with Roman Reigns. Yeah, he worked. Yeah, but I mean, he was a high-profile match with Roman Reigns. He and then, beats the now world champion, yeah, Roman Reigns. Exactly. Sorry. Sorry, Raw, you don't have your champ on every week. It's hard to keep track. <laughs> Of what's happening, but like Bobby Lashley went from the main event with Ro- beating Roman, winning the main event to not being on the card. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, and it goes back to my initial thought about Bobby Lashley, which is they don't know, they didn't know what they wanted to do with him. Getting Bobby Lashley was like a dog getting a dog catching a car. They didn't understand. Like what? He actually wants to come here. Hmm. Oh man. Yeah. Guess do you think- have his sister dressed in drag? I don't know. <laughs> Will we be seeing Bobby Lashley, hopefully, you know, on the next episode, post-pay-per-view? Probably. I mean, they need somebody, someone for Roman to face, I guess. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully. hopefully. Well, uh, we did have some pre-show matches that we didn't get to yet. So there was a Cruiserweight Championship match, and then, you know, our Raw Tag Team title match. Also, Zelina Vega yeah. mm. and Lana with Rusev 
Andrade Siano match. Yeah, I thought the Cruiserweight match was amazing. I thought that match was so awesome. Uh, the Raw, like, I mean, I'm a big fan of the B team and the Revival. I don't, know, I, I really like the B team to be honest with you. I really like the Revival, and it's upsetting. That, it's upsetting that they're on the division with the B team. Like, like that's not their fault. Yeah. That's not their they fault. They need to be they, on SmackDown, if anything. Like they need. Well, I think. I think the whole. I've had this rant before. The whole tag team division needs to be on SmackDown. But beat, <laughs> I think. I think at the B team. I mean, I, I like. I mean, you clearly see what they're doing with the B team. Like they want to do. I guess they're. Are they officially baby faces? Yeah, I think. I think they made yeah. that pretty clear tonight yeah. that they're officially baby faces, especially because the revival. As much as like you or I like them, a twelve-year-old boy hates them, yeah. and that's the point. Yeah. They're supposed to hate them. Well, they are now supporting Daniel Bryan too. Right? Mm-hmm. So, they must be babyface at this point. <laughs> um, what did you guys think about the placement of these pre-show matches? Because there were definitely some pretty strong superstars being put on the pre-show. Like Rusev? Was this well-warranted? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, with somebody like Rusev who fought for the WWE Championship at the last pay-per-view, now he's the first match of the pre-show. Come on. I mean, and you have someone like Almost who I think is so talented. But well, I don't know. I'll tell you about Rusev, what I said Tuesday about it. Watching it on, watching Almas and Rusev hype up this match last Tuesday on SmackDown didn't feel like a downgrade for either man. Mm -hmm. I think it's not a downgrade for Rusev because he still holds the power of being someone equal to AJ Styles, and it doesn't downgrade um, Andrade because he's clearly the next up. He's clear of all the of all the call ups on SmackDown Live. He's clearly the one where they're like, "Nah, this guy's something special. We're gonna do something with him." I hope they go slow. I I think he's a Rumble like he's a Survivor Series standout Rumble mm-hmm. winner out of no like out of nowhere Rumble winner. Like really take your time with him to build him up to a place where he's on a solid foundation. So naturally, he's gonna face AJ Styles at, in Australia, and then it's it's gonna go from there, and then they'll. They'll throw him, throw him out with the garbage. I guess. I know he's one of Daniel Bryan's dream opponents, so I kind of want to see that. I think I, but that, cool. but that's a good way to keep. Like that would be a good match to give him status, but ultimately, but ultimately keep him away from the world title, keep him down lower, and have him give the feeling that he's working his way up or up the ranks. Do you, George, think that Rusev will have his Daniel Bryan moment where maybe at some point... He better, man. <laughs> I mean, because, like, he's he's so, like... I mean, just, like, a couple months ago we were talking about, dude, he is so over. And I feel like... I don't know. I feel like the, the office is failing him. Like, we, we kind of seen that before with, like, Damien Sandow. And mm. and I'm hoping that Rusev isn't the next Damien Sandow. Like, I, you know, I feel like they really had something with Sandow. And look at him now. And I really I really hope that they don't mess that up with Rusev. Because that guy, like, he, at some point he was, like, the hottest merchandise seller. I haven't been, I haven't been worried for... Like, I have not been worried for Rusev until you said it right now. <laughs> but if you go back in... Because if you went back in time to when Sandow was with The Miz... And, like, when Sandow was doing anything with anyone, he was so great. And now you look at him, he's, like, not there and, Mm -hmm. like, not doing great outside of there. Mm -hmm. Like, he's not flourishing. I guess. I don't watch Impact. He might be flourishing. He's not even there anymore. Okay, then he... (laughs) But, yeah. Do you think the WWE Universe will be able to turn this around? Maybe his streak can turn to winning instead of losing at some point. It won't matter. It clearly doesn't matter. Wins and losses don't matter. It's, It's whether or not they see something for him. But hey, he's on the show, and Bobby Lashley isn't. <laughs> and they both, they both went up against their respective top guy mm-hmm. on the the last pay per view. So if we're ranking them, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, at this point, at least he's doing something, and he is being placed on a card. On a card in a match that matters. Because let's say Andrade Cien Almas in the next six months has this meteoric rise. There's that. He got to face that guy in a match now. Like it, that, that makes it mean something. Well, overall, I thought this was a very interesting SummerSlam. I was definitely having my eyes peeled to the screen all night. What did you guys think? Any last thoughts of tonight's show? I, honestly, I'm just more looking forward to Raw and SmackDown. Like, I, I thought there was some stuff that I was like, all right, I really want to watch. I really want to. I'm sure we're going to see a Roman Reigns promo open up the show. Really want to see what they're going to do with with Becky Lynch and AJ mm-hmm. Styles and Samoa Joe. So I'm really excited for this upcoming week of. TV. Alright, it will be interesting to see all the follow-ups and storylines. What about you, Steve? I'm interested in a Braun Strowman cash-in tomorrow night, and I am (laughs) am also interested in a Velveteen Dream call-up Tuesday. You heard it here first, y'all. Vince read the tights. According (laughs) to Brie Bella and Daniel Bryan, dreams do come true, so it's definitely (laughs) possible. (laughs) 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight to watch our SummerSlam pay-per-view recap. We had a blast here, right, you guys? Yeah. Definitely continued the party. And thank you so much for jumping in with us. You're doing of a great course, job here. Of course, thanks. I yeah. love to be on these you shows, can, so you can, anytime. You can, you can follow him at Steve, at Steve Kaufman, K-U-F-M-A-N-N. <laughs> yes. you, you can follow me, G. Hermosa. Uh, you can wow, watch... you're ready to get out of here, aren't you, Seriously, George? I don't want to leave, but the guy's on us, let's wrap up. <laughs> it's all good. Where else can we follow you? Is that uh, it? I mean, G. Hermosa, G-H-E-R-M-O-Z-A, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can go to twitch.tv, follow Wrestling Pro Wrestling. You might see a familiar face or two from AfterBuzz Familia. Awesome, and you guys can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Gabby Loren TV. And I also host at AfterBuzz TV for SmackDown Live's recap. So I'll see you guys on Tuesday night. FDM. Um, yeah, well, yeah, after Raw. After Raw. No, that's what I said. That's what I said. <laughs> Anyways, it was a blast. Thank you guys so much. On behalf of all of our panel today, we have George Hermosa in the house, Steve Kaufman, and myself, Gabby Loren. Thank you so much, and we'll see you at the next pay per view. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.